1: All right, welcome back to Batforce Radio, the Batman DC podcast with no limits. And uh, we're doing another round of the stack this evening, going over the books for the week of October the 18th. And uh, all the way from Canada, we got Robin D. Cross.
2: A boot. We
1: got the Bad Force Times over from New York. And I'm uh, Bad Force Tom over from California.
2: Good people of Gotham. This is Bad Force Tom's wife. Thank you for listening to Bad Force Radio. Now will you take the trash out?
1: I God, got to do it now. Kid. Big week of DC Comics uh, this week. I want to thank DC for uh, sending us over the comics to uh, talk about and review and uh, get a conversation going. And just basically Rebirth's been killing it, so it's a pleasure to be able to kind of review them. And uh, we're going to start with Batman number 33, uh, written by Tom King, art by Joel Jones this week. And um, this was a pretty awesome issue because it was a little different than everything else, right?
2: Yeah, beginning of uh, the Rules of Engagement storyline, which is, I think it's supposed to go like 17 issues or something like that.
1: No, Jesus.
2: But it it sounds like it's a long thing, but I could see, we'll we'll have Tom back on the show soon, so I'm sure we can uh, get him to elaborate on what's going to happen. But if this is, we'll, we'll get into what we see in the issue, but... If this uh, is a series of Batman going to visit various people from his past, so you know four issues where he goes here, four issues where he goes here, four issues where he goes here, uh, then you know, you know, if it's little mini arcs, then that could be really cool.
1: It's kind of like when Michael Scott thinks he might have like an STD, so he has to go back to like every lover, and you kind of exactly. see them in the
2: show, right? And it turned out to be an ingrown hair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Um, this is the first issue after the end of War, War of Jokes and Riddles, right? And um, so that that storyline is now complete. And um, it's a great, stru- great, great jumping on point for anybody who, I guess, hadn't been reading up till now. Um, there's a big, obviously, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler at this point. It's everywhere, but uh, the proposal happened and we got an answer from Catwoman finally. So that's a big, huge thing. And this is the first issue coming off of that as well. Which is also interesting with, you know, who he goes and visits. Um, and that's at the end of the issue. But I really liked the way um, the Robins were kind of featured in this issue. And how they interacted with each other, right? Because it was Duke, uh, Damien, Dick was Dick. in there. Yeah. yeah, Jason was in there. And, uh, and Ace. Yeah, the Bat-Hound. And uh, just the, the way that that Tom King wrote them into this issue was... I mean, they were kind of like the the cut through the tension... Uh, of the scenes in the desert, which is also awesome because, I mean, you're basically getting, like, a nightmare-looking Batman from the Batman v Superman look uh, in the comics, which is sweet. Um,
2: and, and then also a uh, a Catwoman, a Nightmare Catwoman version, too. You know, she's in the, the desert attire as well.
1: And, and what's cool is that, like, they've... Tom King basically made... Or, you know, Tom King and Joel Jones basically made that look canon now. You know? Yeah. So if you want to say it, like, now that it's in the comics, it's not so far off as to why... If you fast-forward in the future in that that little clip from the movie, it's kind of why he'd be wearing it, you know? So it's really, really cool in that sense. That's
0: crazy because there was a time, and Jason Fabuck told us this, where, um, or was it Dustin Nguyen, where, uh, it might have been Dustin, where, before New 52, I think, or maybe a little into it, where the artists weren't allowed to draw anything from the movies in the comic books. So, like, I think he tried to draw an 89 Batmobile in the Batcave one time, and, like, they they brushed it off they weren't allowed now you see like the, the 89 the Tumblr uh, Nightmare Batman like everything from the movies and the comics now which is it's kind of crazy and, uh,
2: back uh, during Forever Evil in the um, the Arkham War uh, mini that came from it there was that one scene I think it was in the last issue where uh, when Bane was taking over Gotham uh, he suddenly had put on the the Tom Hardy Bane coat it mm, got chilly yeah, yeah a little bit yeah. chilly in Gotham yeah but that's I mean I think
1: man I think it was last week where it was uh, White Knight Detective Comics I think every Bat book that I read that week had a had an 89 Batmobile in it in the background somewhere so that that rule is definitely out the window which is cool though because you know you really get a sense of like all the different variations of Batman that he's actually been that in the comics at some point
2: yeah we got a name from the 89 movie used in uh, Bob the Goon and White Knight uh, Jack Napier yeah I we need some Bob the Goon. Now. That would be amazing. They also, think, they've
0: yeah. been using a lot of the <laughs> so the animated series Batmobile and Rebirth. Oh, yeah. But a, a hybrid of that and the Golden Age Batmobile Shield. Yeah. It's fucking nuts,
1: dude. So, awesome no, no
0: complaints from this chat. That's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty, Keep that's it pretty
1: going. Cool. Yeah, but. Uh, Back to uh, Batman 33, I think what was also really cool about this issue was, you know, the I think there was like a, a one shot of a Swamp Thing issue um, a couple of arcs ago. And maybe possibly another one shot, not a one shot, but like a kind of a one you know, a standalone um, kind of annual feeling kind of story. This one started out feeling like that, but then it tied directly into everything else that was going on. But it's so different. I mean, it's uh, it's it's not in Gotham. It's so much different than what like we've kind of been seeing. It's out in the desert. The suits are are different, um, but you still have you know Wayne Manor and the things going on there, kind of grounding the story back to where it's going. Um, and the
2: the bouncing back and forth between the two, you know, the two locations of the story that was all perfectly paced. You know, we yeah. got just little tastes of each one and then bounce back to the other one. And it made the, the issue is a really fast read. You know, it's, it seems to go yeah. by really quick. It, it it's Tom King
1: definitely has a style that you know kind of shines through in in all of the different books that he's written over the over his career that his style kind of you know it's it's kind of that quick like page turn and then you see like another reveal here and there right and he really uses kind of like pacing as a way to tell the story sometimes more so than like the you know the words um to kind of get you know uh, to build emotion that kind of thing and this one was definitely like in, in that in that vein um so he's definitely got a style that I think... I mean, I like it. You you, you got to like it or, you know, you either like it or you don't. But uh, I really love Tom King's writing. So I'm excited to see where this goes for sure. Yeah, read
0: And for, the, for and our listeners who don't know, so uh, Nightmare Batman scene from Batman vs. Superman. He was wearing the gear that he's wearing here in Batman number 33. Now, if you go back to the Nightmare Batman scene, there was um, this girl that was part of Batman's squad or crew that sticks out more than anyone else. Somebody that, like... They showed a nice profile shot of her aiming the gun out of the the bus, and then he's trying to like he grabs the arm and tries to save her while all the soldier, the Superman soldiers, yeah. and Parademons are coming, and we're always trying to figure out who that was. There had to be something to her, and like was it Barbara Gordon? Was it Batwoman? But now that we have Catwoman in this in Batman number thirty three with Batman when he's in the uh, Nightmare Batman gear, and uh, it's it's fun to think that that could possibly be Selina Kyle in, in Batman vs Superman mm. in the Nightmare Batman scene. Just just for
1: fun. Pinterest it's very exciting cool nice, and then uh, what but they also kind of play off in this issue I mean it's these books at this when this when this episode comes out hopefully most of you guys would have
2: read this so this I think we're just back by the
0: way if you let him know oh, shit. The stack. The
1: stack.
2: yeah like so, something something we should say in the beginning is you know uh, just like a what's the uh, spoiler what do they call it uh, a disclaimer yeah. saying you know the, these are brand new issues and this episode is all spoilers
1: yeah, we we won't hold back because spoiler yeah, stack. Yeah, this is this is more of a read your stack on Wednesday. Nice get your stack. books, yeah. you know, just eat them up, yeah. read them Holy down, shit. and then listen to this, and then go go book by book. So so Bam so Batman is obviously looking for someone in the desert, and uh, Alfred is getting ready to prepare the Robins. He's brought them all together to kind of share some information that he was told not to, but uh, you know, uh, Alfred knows best, so he decides to share the information that um i didn't even know it, it, you know it totally makes sense that that this would have repercussions but he basically lets the robins know that um batman bruce wayne has proposed to selena kyle and that she's accepted the proposal and it's that moment in that book is so
2: great when they're all just yeah. dumbfounded <laughs> and damien says what the hell did you just say <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good i got in the first second i was like wait a second jason and duke and i was like Oh, that's right. Duke was in zero year or year one, so it's it's really tricky. You mean the, the signal? Duke, uh, whatever the fuck you
2: call Duke Thomas no, that, the signal. That, that hasn't happened yet, though, has it? Is is he the signal now, or is it just that upcoming, it'll no, start in that upcoming year?
0: Oh, no, this is an earlier um, story. I thought he was referred
2: to as the signal already. It still has to be uh, back post-zero year. Really? Wow. Because yeah. okay. well, cause the War of Jokes and Riddles... Or no, no, it, no, it. Never mind. Yeah, because War of Jokes and Riddles was a flashback. He was telling her the story of from back then. Exactly. So yeah, so, so yeah, we're we're back in current time then. No so mind.
1: he is the signal at this point. I think so. Yeah, I think as, he is.
2: As long as he's debuted, I I don't know if he's debuted in that suit yet.
1: In this, uh, as far as the timeline for Batman Thirty Three.
2: Yeah, like have yeah. have we seen an issue yet with him as the signal, or is in, it just uh, Batman what's coming? Yeah.
1: He's been a detective in the suit. Okay. So, but I don't know about Batman. I don't think he's been in the in the Batman uh, main title in the suit. I, yeah, um, he hasn't shown up there. Interesting little, you know, there's timelines that get danced around a little bit in, in Rebirth, but it's not too, I mean, it's, it's somewhat confusing here and there, but they do a good job of telling you what's a flashback and what's not. But uh, long story it's short, um, Duke is considered, even by the Bat Family, as a Robin, and he, he keeps having to correct even... The robins that I'm not a robin. That's not I'm not a robin, you know, my own thing. So but, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of funny how they start to blame each other for <laughs> how this happened. It's like, man, you're the how could you let this happen? This is your fault. And it's like, no, it's not my fault. Like you're Damien's the robin right now. How is it my fault? I'm not even Robin anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then it's interesting when, you know, because obviously Batman's in the desert. You don't know where he's going. And then Damon's like, I know exactly where he's going. I I, kn- yeah. I, know, I know. I know who he has to tell this information to. And the yeah. uh, end of the story ends up, he's in the desert looking for
2: Talia al Ghul. Yeah, they're going to Kadim. And yeah. there's, uh, Kadim is a city that, by the Justice League's own rules, and specifically rules written by Batman, no superheroes or villains are allowed to enter yeah. the city. And they have placed a guard outside the city that is supposedly capable of keeping anyone out who wasn't supposed to be there.
1: Um, and it's awesome because, you know, it also just kind of plays into what's going on is obviously Batman is now engaged to Catwoman, Selene Kyle. Um, he's going to go see his baby mama, the mother of his child, Damien, um, who is in a way, I don't think Talia will ever truly let Batman go. You know what I mean? So this is going to be really interesting how this plays out. Batman's going to go tell his baby mama that he's getting married. And it's funny because... Is that way they're tra-
0: going there
2: Cause I- yeah Yeah. Well, that's... A- that that's what we're we aren't told yet yeah. why they're going. But I you know it feels like that's what it is.
1: The the issue kind of ends with a big question mark. It's like why is he going there? Why does he need to talk to Talia? What's gonna happen? What does this mean for the relationship? And kind of why
2: are they so certain that they're not going to get out alive? Yeah, because the guy that they go to you know to to get them into the city says you know you you know when you come out everyone's going to be there you know the the u.n you know is is going to be there your justice league is going to be there and at the best case scenario you'll only be arrested Mm -hmm. and then bruce says do you think we're coming out alive and he says no. Yeah. And Bruce says, "Yeah, that's why I'm not worried about the Justice League," <laughs> or no, he says, "I'm not worried about my super friends." That's that's right. They threw yeah. super yeah. friends. Yeah. So um, it's pretty.
0: It has the injustice kind of feel with Selina, doesn't it?
2: A little bit. It's got it's got like um
1: otherworldly kind of Batman story feel for sure.
2: The the other thing about the gravity of them entering the city is when Alfred uh, tells them the news, tells you know the the Robins and Duke the news that Batman has proposed to Selena, she said yes, and they've gone to Kadim. Uh, Damien actually starts to cry, and then the other guys freak out. You know, like, that's the grab. Like, Damien knows where they're going and why they're going, and he apparently also knows that they're not going to come back out.
0: That um man. he doesn't like Selena. He's like before he marries that
1: woman. He's, yeah. he's, she's a villain. They they call her a villain in the story. It's like why why how could you let this happen? How could you let him you know propose to a Holy villain? God. So there there's Batman thirty three in a nutshell. Basically, good uh, good issue. Nice little jumping on point for anybody who hasn't been reading. Um. Oh,
0: that's where it yeah. ends. Um, I thought mm-hmm. that's but, it, boy. Ah, I love how we did uh, Talia. Man, look at it like filing her nails or something and telling them to prepare the swords. Her swords. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that's uh, that's another uh, part I wanted to mention, uh, how uh, how badass Selina is in this, because there's, there's that big-ass guard at the door of Kadim that is there yeah. to keep out any superheroes or anyone who wasn't supposed to get in there. Yeah. And uh, when, you know, he's not going to let them through, even, you know, when they offer to pay him off, Selena says, please. Bruce says, <laughs> be nice. Mm. And she goes over there, you know, he looks down at her and Asks her if, uh, you know, calls her little girl and asks if she wants to dance. Okay. And then she just takes him
0: out. <laughs> Tell you, boy, one thing I love about Tom King, he loves Catwoman. He, Tom King should be in the cat force. <laughs> he, lo- <laughs> he, he loves something. I talked to him about it multiple times and he just, yeah, he's a big fan of Catwoman. So it's like he's he's taking Sweet. her all the way with this one. So.
1: That's win win for everybody, I say.
0: Seventeen issues, boy. Cool. What, what, what are you, you flipping that burger on the stack, boy? What's the oh? What's the next? Yeah, patty? let's uh, let's
1: let's keep it going. And uh, I think the the big the big issue this the, week the big patty um, this week. <laughs> yeah, the double the double patty. This this would be the extra slice of cheese and the extra patty on oh, the uh, shit. With on the double fries? double. Yeah, I would say you put animal fries on the side of that. Yeah, I mean you're going in for the you're going in for the big meal. So, oh, um, the next issue that we uh. The big, probably the big one, you know, because it's got the ripple effects going through all the DC universe is Batman: The Drowned, which is the is it the fifth one shot now.
2: I think it's the fifth, right? Uh, fourth. The fourth one yeah, shot of yeah, we got Red Death, okay. uh, Murder Machine, and uh, R- 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 Dawnbreaker. Yes,
1: and um, so uh, debuting at the end of summer. DC, if whoever doesn't, whoever is living under a rock and doesn't know what's going on with DC Comics right now, um, Tom, or I'm sorry, wow, Scott Snyder and um, Greg Capullo had been championing for this story that they wanted to work on for a while. They proposed, and they finally got the green light, and they debuted it at the end of the summer, and um, Dark Knight's Metal, um, Issue 1, 2, and 3 have come out, and uh, in between those uh, stories, there's Peppered One-Shots, of uh, each of the dark nights from um the negative the negative multiverse i guess is what you can say the dark yeah. multiverse yeah all
2: those negative earths
1: yeah and it's freaking awesome i mean if you like um elseworld stories if you like grant morrison if you like anything that's out of the ordinary just kind of like flipping it on its on its ear and Something completely different. Um, that's what's going on now with DC uh, Dark Knights Metal. What is what is each uh, what is each one shot been? What does it represent in the sense of the Dark Knights? Uh,
2: wh- each one is giving us. Uh, well, all of the Dark Knights in Metal are the like you said the the Dark Knights of the different worlds in the Dark Multiverse of these negative worlds, and they have each been uh, recruited by the Batman who laughs to be a part of this army that invades the earth. So each of these one shots is a sort of a origin story for that Batman. So, but we get two things in each issue. So you get their backstory, you know, them becoming the version of Batman that they are, but then you also get to see them arriving. You know, you see them get recruited, and you see them be brought to to you know the the main or uh, to mm-hmm. to begin attacking. But uh, the the real thing that stands out about these issues so far, in the context of this being an event book, all all the companies do do big event books every year, and most of the time they get uh, little tie in issues that come out. You know, and and most of the time they're they're not great. But all four of these books so far. Are way better than they have any business being.
1: Yeah, for sure. definitely. Uh, it,
2: it's it started out excellent, and then the next one was better than that, and the next one was better than that. I don't know if I can call this one better than uh, Emerald, uh, or not Emerald. I always da- think Emerald, Dawnbreaker. Dawnbreaker. Yeah, I don't know if I can say it's better than Dawnbreaker, but it's still better than most books that are coming out each week.
1: I think I think what it did. For, I can say that like it. I liked it way more than I thought I would. I, I liked the drowned way more than I thought I would like it, and it's I think a testament to like what you're saying. It seems like the writers and the artists who are doing the one shots, um, either they have been writing, you know, the ongoings of whether it be, um, uh, you know, the the Flash uh, series or uh, the Green Lantern series, because I think Sam Humphries wrote the Green Lantern. Uh, issue. So they've, they've kind of been doing their thing with that character. It seems like they've also bought into what Dark Knight's Metal is, and they're excited to write, and they're excited to draw it, and it totally shines through in the issues. Like, these guys are going 110% with the art in this issue, the Drowned, oh, so good. Like, it's just, you know, the like the first couple of panels or pages when, when it's showing her drowning, um, drowning the surface and what that looks like, and just her look and aesthetic... Um, just so cool looking, like, I mean, it's just a really, really cool book showing kind of like just the aesthetic of this under, under, underwater, you know, dwelling who didn't start out that way. Bryce Wayne was a land dweller, right? It was human, right? And yes. they kind of explained that, um, through waging war against her world's aqua woman, um, she decided to tamper with her own DNA and experiment and kind of, uh, change her own, um. DNA and, and it's crazy, man. So basically, she just absorbs the powers of the Atlanteans and, in order to fight them and kill them. And yeah. uh, it's brutal, man. It's they show her, they show her like like doing surgery on herself, right, in one panel.
2: Yeah, um, uh, making herself uh, like them so she can fight on, uh, so she can attack them on their terms.
1: So crazy. And w-
2: we should note also that the reason why she's a female is because on her world. All of the gender roles are reversed. Uh, So when you see her encounter Aquaman, she notes that, you know, the gender roles are reversed on this planet. Yeah, yeah. So for her, everything is backwards.
1: Which is interesting because it's kind of like a, you know, it's, it's almost like flipping things. Like there's land and there's water. She's underwater, so it's almost like the reverse of being on land. So it's kind of like that, you know, dichotomy. Um, But just the kick-ass issue of just her taking names on her planet. And then it's always, you know, it's really cool and interesting the way that they have each of those characters interact with the Batman who laughs. Um, Because a big emphasis is put on we are the negative universe. We are the negative planets. We are the weak ones. We are the ones in the darkness that get suffocated so that the ones in the light can prosper and and move on. And we are the ones who get left behind. And we die. Every, Every world that they're from always dies.
2: Yeah, and and, and and nothing, nothing is good. Like they can't keep anything good there. That's why they've gone so twisted.
1: Yeah. So it's and and, the man uh, who the Batman who laughs comes over, and it's basically like, look at all these, look at all these worlds that have taken and taken and taken from us, and we've gotten nothing
2: out of it. It's time for us to go and take theirs. Yeah. He he does a really good job of indoctrinating each one. of them. Yeah,
1: and he, another thing too that I kind of touched on. This this issue that kind of got me thinking was, um, because you know you see how in the main metal storyline, it seems like there's no way they can stop these guys, and it's actually in Superman trying to figure out in the issue three of metal he thinks he knows how to stop them. Oh, Batman's the key! uh Batman's sending an SOS. We got to get Batman, and he tries to go and get Batman and tries to help him in order to stop them, and he realizes he did the exact opposite of what he should have done. So now they're screwed, right? Um, What I kind of noticed in this issue was kind of uh, how the drowned was interacting with, you know, like Aquawoman and Aquaman, and seeing like how she how she first handles what's going on on her planet versus what she handles what's going on in the Light Planet. It's I'm almost thinking like the way that you're going to be able to beat each of these Dark Knights is they're going to have to turn against each other because mm-hmm. the the only way the only thing that they care about is their own like survival and their own um success so they can't really they can't really um live on the same world together at the same time they're going to try to kill one because they can't exist you know essentially like there there could only be one really so i think at some point along the series i think someone's going to figure that out it's like look like you know um the drowned has this agenda and she wants to drown the entire world right Mm -hmm. well batman the red death doesn't want that to happen you know he's got his own. He has got his own understanding. Dawnbreaker, same thing. He's got his own kind of agenda. So no one has the same like thought. The only one who the only one who does is the Batman who laughs, and he's basically yeah. using all of them.
2: Oh yeah, and so, uh, the uh, another reason for the fact that they're going to have to count on them turning against each other is how through every issue we've seen so far, when they, when the Dark Multiverse version has met, it's you know. Main Earth counterpart, they have destroyed them. Yeah, exactly. And like it was nothing. Like in uh, in the Drowned, when she she encounters Aquaman first, and after pointing out that he's a male version of Aquawoman from her planet, the next thing she points out is how slow and weak he is.
1: Yeah, he's weak, slow. Yeah, and then and
2: then uh, she also has Mira's power to control the water
1: and it's the way she the way she kills mira and basically just absorbs her just 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 like you said like nothing just absorbs her and which in turn basically just destroys arthur yeah yeah he
2: watches he watches her get turned into um what are they called
1: the dead water
2: yes dead water yeah uh she gets turned into a dead water and then uh i think she is yeah she's one of the ones that helps uh then uh kill arthur isn't she yeah, she tur- because the dead water is the
1: uh, the drowns army that she brings with her. Right, she brings with her to. Uh, but, to Earth.
2: Uh, I I think they've existed in Aquaman though because Mira recognizes them.
1: Oh, you're right.
2: Yeah, when they come, she says, you know, they're they're it's it's an army of the dead water. Yeah. So she 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 knows that they're fucked.
1: It's I mean this issue is cool, man. It, and this one for some reason got me thinking more than I maybe it's because it's the fourth one and it's like oh like these are the similarities in the other characters. Um, the Batman who laughs says a little something similar, but different to each one. Cause he has to appeal to um, the cause of each one. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just really cool. I mean, it's so funny because, you know, Scott was talking about when we had him on uh, bad force radio episodes uh, previously, that you guys can check out on podcast on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, when he was talking about it, he's like, Oh, it's going to be, you know, a summer blockbuster, like a uh, rock opera metal, you know big thing big fun this thing is a freaking horror like it's it's a horror book right yeah i don't know if it's if it's morphed into that or if it's you know the the really dark qualities of what he's writing kind of maybe make it feel that way but it's it debuted during the summer but it's now getting into october so it straight feels like this is the perfect time for this book it's dark there's like everyone's dying um there's just these brutal characters who are from a negative universe and from who are the dark universe, dark multiverse, you know, it's just crazy. So it's it's gone somewhere that I think that maybe they didn't even know it was going to get to. It's just really cool, man. I'm really interested to see where it goes as far as the main metal book, because um, everyone is screwed right now. There doesn't seem to be much hope at all. Batman The Drowned. So if you guys uh, see that, definitely snag that as well as the other one shots for the metal title, and it'll also grab the metal title as well. So those are the two big books, Batman 33 and The Drowned for sure. And if Absolutely. your
2: shops get them, uh, check with your shops when you go to pick up. Uh, each week that one of these uh, Dark Knight Metal issue comes out, uh, there's also a pin, like promo pins, oh, that's that come right. out for each one of them. So check with your shops if they have the pins.
1: I actually have them right here. There's uh, Dawnbreaker, which has a Green Lantern logo over a bat. Murder Machine, which is the bat signal in like a cogwheel. And then uh, the Red Death, which is a little lightning bolt through the bat signal. And then I have not gotten the Drowned yet, so i got to grab that. Man, good stuff. And um, there's also a bunch of other great books that came out uh, the week of October the 18th. And um, I guess we can kind of just go into those two, right? The next one that I would say ties in the most uh, to the rest of the books is probably going to be Justice League number 31. Have you guys been uh, keeping up with Justice League? It's kind mm-hmm. of... Uh, The arc right now in Justice League is pretty interesting. There's kind of time travel going on right now. Uh, Brian Hitch wrote this one with Fernando Pasarin doing the art, and I think it's about four or five issues into this arc where uh, essentially um, the members of the Justice League somewhere along the future have had children, right? And um, the children come back through time um, to meet their parents. And um, you know there's a bunch of different storylines but like the Wonder Woman's son is essentially kind of like soup he's like Superman um, but he's Wonder Woman's son he was raised by Clark because he was abandoned by Wonder Woman um, so he's got a bunch of mommy issues he looks just like Superman but he's wearing a cape that's got like the Wonder Woman logo on it um flash has a daughter um, it's really interesting just the different characters that kind of come and you're wondering like man like what obviously like these kids are not the byproduct of the relationships that are currently in the comics so somewhere along the line something happened to where um the parents got with somebody else and had this kid right well that's what this issue kind of explains where um essentially the justice league gets possessed and realizes that everything that's happening in their life right now comes to an end in a negative way and that leads to these children with different relationships so the justice league actually attack the kids and the whole issue is essentially um, the kid's trying to figure out how to stop him and how to make the Justice League snap out of it. Um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, definitely worth checking out. That's uh, Justice League issue 31. Yeah, so on top of Batman, Metal, and Detective, some of the best stuff coming out right now is um, Superman. And uh, written right now by Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleeson, uh, Doug Mankey on art, and Superman 33 came out uh, this week. What's really cool, have you guys been keeping up with Superman at all, with the storyline? It's a really cool storyline.
2: I have not, but I've been hearing good things about it.
1: Man. So what's cool about this current run of Superman, and a lot of people kind of you know, got got confused and lost or didn't like the fact that um, the Superman run got kind of a little weird at the end of the New 52. Where Clark basically loses his powers, and then you realize there's two Clark Kent's, one of which is Superman, one of which isn't. Just, you know, all this stuff, crazy stuff happened. Uh, But essentially, what Superman now is, during the Convergence uh, event, the pre-52 Superman, who had the entire history of 90s Superman and everything like that, everything he experienced from his uh, universe in the Multiverse, when it started folding together, during the Convergence, he snuck away from his dying planet. And he brought with him Lois Lane and his son, Jonathan Kent. And he hid on our planet. So he came out and he hit out and he realized, oh, man, this is a different world with a different Superman. Maybe I can have a life. There's already a Superman here. So maybe I can have a life for myself and my family and not be Superman, which is almost impossible for Superman to do, because anytime you hear or see something going wrong, Superman's going to want to jump into action. Um, but what he did is, you know, he kind of made a vow to his wife and his kid that he wouldn't do that. You know, he allowed Jonathan to have a life. Uh, So he let the Superman of our Earth, of the New 52 universe, kind of take up the mantle. And um, as the New 52 was ending, that Superman actually died. Um, So that Superman dies. And everyone thinks Superman's dead now. You know, Clark Kent's dead. Superman's dead. And then this Superman realizes that he's got to rise up and there has to be a Superman. So he then takes the place, the mantle of Superman. And so basically what you're getting is you're getting the pre-52, 90s Superman back as your superman so the one who fought doomsday uh the one who who fought uh eradicator you know all the original you know history of superman is back with this character and um along with him he brings jonathan kent who is one of the super sons in that storyline but um I mean, this Superman is so good right now. On top of that, with all that happening, uh, because the original or the New Fifty Two Superman died, Lex Luthor decides that he's going to become Superman because the world needs a Superman. So he builds this mech suit with a big S on it, um, and he becomes Superman for a while before the other one, you know, before the the other Superman reveals himself. But but now Lex Luthor's got this suit on. He's flying around saving people, and he's you know supposedly reformed, and that's actually what draws out. Uh, clark to reveal himself as superman is like we can't trust lex luther to be superman that's crazy um so this issue after you know a lot of time um lex and the superman are actually working together and so they kind of show them like stopping a bank robber um they kind of show them working together they're actually having a positive relationship at one point however um during the dark side war i believe after dark side war lex was stuck on apocalypse and Lex became um, the kind of the god, the new god of Apocalypse, because Darkseid was gone. And um, at one point during that time, this alien race who can see the future um, told everybody, "Well, we have to kill Lex Luthor. He has to be executed because he becomes far worse than Darkseid ever was. So we have to kill Lex Luthor." And uh, Superman realizes, "Like you can't just do that. You know, he hasn't done anything yet. I won't allow that to happen." So there was an arc where he fights with these aliens to kind of keep Lex Luthor from being executed, and that basically restores Lex's um, trust in Superman, and it kind of also restores Superman's trust in him. So in this issue, they're kind of flying around fighting with each other, or flying um with with one like working together. And at, at one point in the issue, those aliens come back and they're trying to basically take Lex Luthor back. So um, so Luthor, Lord of Apocalypse, kind of kind of comes back into the fold so man superman i would say out of all those other books there's detective there's batman there's metal i think superman's up there too for sure so would you Um, say superman is a notable patty i would say superman is probably i mean okay metal is your double double animal style style. right (laughs) superman right now by peter tomasi and patrick gleason uh that's gonna be your your chocolate shake damn further to that
2: is Superman something that you would tell people that is something that they might be interested in?
1: They would be interested. Not that they might be. It's that they are, and they should be. Sure. But, uh, I mean, alongside of that, actually, did you guys talk about Action Comics last week? I think it came out last week. You probably touch on it next week when it comes out. But um, Action Comics is phenomenal, again, because um, Dan Jurgens has been on that bad boy, and no one really knows Superman quite like Dan Jurgens, who was killing it. Back in the day with him so he's back um, writing it with Victor Boganovich uh, doing the art and the new issue I think comes out next week so that would be cool to kind of dip into but uh, very similar Um, if you like Jack Kirby stuff if you like fourth world stuff if you like stuff that happens like outside of Metropolis outside of the DCU universe you know kind of otherworldly this is definitely like where you want to go for that stuff Um, Green Lanterns 33 man that was another great one Green Lanterns uh, was that was probably like my sleeper book this week that I liked more than I thought I would. Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz are the lanterns. What's really cool about that is they're kind of um, ex- they're kind of showing how their life as non superheroes are actually harder than being a superhero. So Jessica Cruz has uh, kind of like an anxiety disorder, agoraphobia. She doesn't like going in public. She has PTSD, so she has mental health issues that she's seeing a therapist for. Which is also kind of funny because it takes place in Portland, Oregon, which is kind of a hipster capital. And uh, her therapist, they show in the book, is a total hipster. And it's hysterical to kind of see the interaction and kind of what she wears and what she looks like. And uh, Simon Baz is kind of dealing with the fact that he's, you know, a Muslim man. I think he's a Muslim black man living in a predominantly white area. And, you know, he, he's been looked at as a terrorist. He has, he's on like a terrorist watch list. Um, so basically, their normal life is harder than their life as Green Lantern. And they're kind of showing, you know, what that's like trying to get a job on the side of that. So that's an awesome book. A couple other ones came out. I would say Green Arrow is another one I would suggest, number 33, written by Benjamin Piercy with art by Jamal Campbell. It's a good book right there, man. All he's back and he's getting his due, just so you know. Um, that. That issue probably has the sexiest haircut scene in all of comics that I've ever seen. And that's enough to go read that. Because I'm not even kidding you. The sexiest haircut scene I've ever seen in a comic book. Um, I would say, man, I would say Green Lanterns, Green Arrow are going to be like the sleeper books for this week that are like really good that you should pick up.
2: I'm sorry, so. this is way off topic, but um, what you were saying about uh, Simon Baz... Uh, struggling with finding a job it just sounded exactly like what tom king was saying about uh him trying to find a job after uh coming back from doing the cia thing like uh, you know he was if anyone doesn't know uh before he was writing comic books tom king was a counterterrorism intelligence agent for the cia and he was stationed over in like afghanistan and iraq and you know whatever places uh but uh when he found out he was having a kid you know couldn't do that anymore you know so he he came back home and it's funny it sounded just like that because he talked about how difficult it was coming back home to find a job when you go to walmart to apply for a job and you you tell them your skills are convincing terrorists to fight against each other (laughs) like so you know if you guys have terrorists in walmart I can make them fight against each other. <laughs> it's, hilarious.
1: it's It's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, it's um, balancing like a normal life after going through like there's a there, what's funny is it keeps cutting back. And um, there's one scene where it's like the Jessica Cruz is interviewing. I forget what exactly she's like doing an interview for. It's like it's like a I don't know what kind of job it is, but she's just doing like a day to day job interview. And they're like, so how are you under stress? And it cuts to her being a Green Lantern, literally like holding molten lava from dropping on this race of aliens from killing it and it's like inches away from killing this the entire the entire race and she's like holding it with her power ring so it's like, how are you yeah, it's, it's a very
2: similar thing like you you have these skills that you know you have saved lives but yeah. those skills do not translate to getting a regular normal person job
1: and dude that's like that that's the writing and the caliber of the books right now that makes rebirth that has made rebirth so successful and so good is that like they're not just telling your average comic book story like they're diving into the characters and like really kind of exploring things and flushing out the characters and like humanizing them making them relatable and making them likable and that's like I just dude. this week. I mean, every book that I read this week, there was not one book I don't think that had something awesome in it. You know, either a moment or the issue itself or the art. Uh, I mean, I've I'm excited that Marvel's kind of doing something with uh, with what they got going on. But man, DC is killing it right now and um we, we
0: haven't even got the doomsday clock stuff yet which oh my gosh oh, and now what kind of double man. double is that boy well
1: you know i think that's gonna be the second that you, you go in you have your first double double and you have it and then you realize you know what i still got room for another one and you go and you double down on it that's kind of what you do and so i you, to be you, honest with you, you double I
0: the double doubles
1: oh, man there's sometimes you had a long day you have you skipped lunch or something maybe you haven't eaten anything all day and you know that you're hungry oh yeah oh, it's a whole scene Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. There, I mean, the other two books that rounded out this week are Batwoman number eight by Marguerite Bennett and uh, Fernando Blanco. Um, Scarecrow's in that episode or that issue. That art is awesome, by the way. So, I mean, I would get the book just for the art alone, just seeing the Scarecrow kind of aspects of that. Um, they trip balls in that issue, obviously. <laughs> and then uh, Nightwing 31. Um, Nightwing's kind of cool because Nightwing's kind of in his own world. Unaffected by things going, aside from the the tie-in that was with Nightwing, um, but that's a cool little. Uh, I mean, I like what they're doing over there, Tim. Dude, Tim Seeley, how many books is that guy on? Seriously, but Tim Seeley's on Green Lanterns right now. He did the uh, he did yeah. Nightwing. It's like Jesus, man. Damn, a lot of
2: books. And I I, I like uh, like he's done a lot of Dick Grayson stuff over the years. Yeah, and I like when somebody gets to write a character for a long time. Because that mm-hmm. they, they sh- you can see an understanding of the character, and you know they they know a history with them, and for sure it, it comes out really well in the product. One
1: one thing that is uh one thing that came out in Batwoman is uh, the Colony, um makes an appearance in the Batwoman issue, and the Colony is a big thing, uh in uh, Detective Comics right now.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, organization her father runs, isn't
1: it? Yeah. yeah. So so there's uh, there's that main dude that works right under her father in this issue. And they kind of have some interaction. They talk about it too, and um, it's cool. To, you know, obviously, it's cool to see them tie everything into the universe. But uh, it basically just kind of like, man, dude, that Detective Comics. <sighs> I probably, I mean, I love the main Batman comic. I love uh, Metal right now. Detective has probably been the most consistent in all of Rebirth. I would say though, mm. I mean, like James Tynion is just murdering. <laughs> <He's> like. Just... <laughs>
2: I, I remember when Rebirth started and how surprised everyone was that, like, at least in the very beginning, Detective seemed like it was the strongest book going. Oh,
1: and it, dude, I, I recently caught up, like, uh, this the past two weekends. I've literally read every issue of Rebirth Detective, and there, ugh, I don't think there's one weak issue. There's one issue where it's, I think, all spoiler, but it kind of ties into... Obviously, it fleshes out her character, but it also like you know, flavor, put some flavor on the other characters as well. But that dude, Tiny, man, what is this guy? I mean, he, this guy must be good at juggling because he's got plates on sticks right now, and they're all spinning. Seriously, <laughs> like you're you're getting Clayface, and you're getting some sweet backstory for Clayface. You're getting some sweet character development there. Um, I actually like Batwing um, in this. I like the way he writes Batwing as Riel's in it and him and Batwing are basically interacting back and forth, which is awesome. Uh, Kate, uh, Kate Kane, Batwoman, dude, he's like, I, he knows these characters so well, which is so crazy. Cause when you're reading it, it's like, there's not Batman is in it, but he's not as featured as the rest of the characters. It still works though. Cause Batman like is the, is the anchor and Gotham city is the anchor. Cause it's always in Gotham city. And, um, what's funny is that they have rotating artists on that book it always looks awesome though like somehow somehow they hit it like i think it's just because oh just gotham city like here's my gotham city you know and uh there's just that book is just (sighs) dude james Tanya, man big big things going on over there appreciate what he's doing for gotham right now so uh, yeah man
0: he's writing the new batman tmnt series is he they're doing a new one and he's gonna it's the same team i think him and freddie williams right uh robin
1: did, did, did they do? Uh, if, if I remember right
2: yeah.
1: okay yeah. I mean I'll tell you I'll tell you man James tanya knows how to comic book that's pretty much it man that's the was that a big stack today
2: uh, another thing we can talk uh, a little bit about is the recent uh, revelation that uh, Tom King and Jason Fabuck are doing a one-shot swamp thing winter special that will be coming out uh, in a couple of months yeah so that that will include uh, like this book I, think it's essentially happening because uh len ween uh before he oh, unfortunately pass passed away recently was doing a new uh swamp thing story with i think it was kelly jones oh my gosh and uh obviously you know that didn't get to be completed so i think what went down is they're giving us what there was of that in this book and it will be accompanied by i think it's a 40 page swamp thing story by tom king and jason
1: wow man that's all that's bittersweet yeah for sure
0: also with bernie wrightson too he uh, he influenced the hell out of everybody bernie
2: Bernie wrightson and len ween were the co-creators of swamp thing
0: that's sad because they both passed away in the same year so yeah within
2: like four months five months Uh,
0: bernie that was a tough one too bernie wrightson then.
2: I, I, I never got to meet uh, Len Ween, but I did get to meet uh, Bernie Wrightson uh, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, we actually uh, shared a birthday, so that it gave me something like you know like a conversation starter with them. Not that you needed it, though. You know, before you meet someone for the first time, you don't know what it's going to be like. You know, if they're if they're going to be chatty, if they're going to be friendly. You know, if you'll need something to to get them talking. But uh, Bernie was just super friendly, and you know just happy to happy to talk
1: john domayan um of system of down fame who also now owns his own comic shop in um las vegas called torpedo comics he actually through owning his shop has become good friends with a lot of creators and became pretty close to um len ween and uh, he shared a story if i could find it on his page i could read it um which essentially was a little like as soon as he passed he he put this up and it was kind of like a little um you know it's kind of a little thank you and farewell to uh to len um i can't really find it right now but basically i remember it because it was so funny um when i think it was the last i think it was either origins x-men origins or uh, was it the Wolverine? that came out after X-Men Origins, that Wolverine movie. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so John DelMine became really good friends with Len and at that point um, they would, like, hang out when they would see each other and so they would go to dinner, he would take them to dinner and they'd talk about stuff and then they would go see whatever X-Men movie was out at the time. They would go see that X-Men movie and so he was talking about how I think the last one they went to go see was Logan. So they went to the theater to watch Logan and John DelMine is, like, super excited because, like, (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to go see Logan. and I'm going to get to see Len Wein. And then, like, while they're sitting and talking, like, on the way there in, like, the on the cab, Len Wein's like, yeah, you know, it's like, I never meant for him to have a name. I never wanted him to have, you know, I, I don't like how they gave him a name. I don't like how they're giving him so much backstory, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, like um, John Domine's just, like, laughing to himself, like, man, like, in what universe am I getting to talk to the creator of this character and hear his take on, like, what they've done to it and you know like the takes that they're doing for him and and he's like i, I gotta like pinch myself this is crazy because i'm this guy's friend like you know so he was just talking about how len was like super sweet and nice and like um always kind of a little bothered by like what they did to his character and stuff like that but just like a really interesting take on 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 like the experience that you have with someone who creates a character that just explodes
2: into pop culture you know it's uh, it's uh sp- on the topic of those movies, during the summer I did a panel at a con with Fabian Nicieza, uh, one of the co-creators of Deadpool, and uh, he was at the premiere of one of those movies, the uh, the the Wolverine movie that you know had the first uh, live-action appearance of Deadpool. So, mm. yeah, oh yeah, Origins. He he you know yeah he, yeah he so he had you know the. The invitation to the red carpet and all that stuff, you know, as as the co-creator of Deadpool, so, you know, he's he's there, you know, in in the madness to see the movie and everything, and people going crazy, and then everybody knows what what happened in that movie, you know, what what huh. they did to the character, what a train wreck it was. They
1: literally and killed him.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it was it Push was awful. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the movie ended, you know, he said the lights come on, and. Everyone in the theater was just looking at him <laughs> to, 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 to see his reaction to what they had done to his character. Oh man! Oh shit! It's like it's like you
1: it's like it's like you go to the beach and then you see these people doing these insane, elaborate sand castles that took them like hours and hours to make, and then some little kid comes over and just fucking kicks it. <laughs> like, Stomps all over it, and you're just like sitting there, like, oh man, what a good stack this week! It's nice stack, big old stack of comics this week, man. I think, mean? I think on top of this stack, I'm gonna have to say The Drowned up at the very top. That's if I'm pulling out the stack to reread, The Drowned, Batman The Drowned is getting pulled out first,
0: man. The way they drew Mara in that issue, is that Mara,
1: that Mara, you know what, dude? I'm always gonna have Detective, I'm always gonna have Detective on the side there to go back and reference because detective
0: is so good well we spoke so... about it the other day but we were talking about how detective is the book that feels like it's in gotham the most like really yeah. feels like it's gotham i think maybe it has a lot to do with the rogues and the supporting mm-hmm. Bat family and all that and the belfry and i guess even the way they draw the buildings i don't know it really feels like a it's... true gotham yeah.
1: comic you know? i'm wondering if tanyan is like no, it's never going to leave. I always wanted to take place. I'm always wanting to take place in Gotham. So like maybe the notes that he takes is like, it's always going to be there, which is cool. But um, I can't wait to talk about it next week because we're going to get another one next week. So good stuff. Get, go get your comic Shep and get your DC
2: comics. Hashtag where the f*** <laughs> is the clerk. <Trunkler? laughs>
0: hey Gotham Dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.